It's one thing to know your purpose in life. If you do, I'm thrilled for you. But to know your repurpose? Now we're talking. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Terry Summers Podcast. If you know me, you know I love Christmas. I love lights and decorating and particularly Christmas decorating tugs on my repurposing heart. I love to repurpose, period, but it gives me an opportunity to specifically think and put my energies into the idea of repurposing. Um, Some of my favorite repurposing um, that I have done in the past, well, some of my very favorite are my lighted um, hanging wire balls. Several years back, I just took some chicken wire and made random sizes um, small, medium, larger, um, chicken wire out of chicken wire, took the ball and crunched them together. It's, you know, you got to kind of watch your fingers cause there's little sharp edges. It'll poke you, but making a loose, relatively round, I try to embrace the non-perfection part of it. The irregularity, um, gives it some funk because you can go out and buy perfect if you want. But then I wrap them in red, uh, green and white lights, more white than the others. And there's 10 total. And typically I have stretched them across the front of my house, kind of hanging from wire that's sort of invisible, a thin wire, and they just look suspended in the air. And I will show some pictures of that. But that's one of my favorites. This year, we had some different lighting on our front porch. So I put them at random links in the middle of a ladder. I have used the ladder in the past in my front yard and wrapped colored lights in between it, which looks like a Christmas tree as well. And I think that might be my favorite, but because I was trying to find another way to incorporate these chicken wire balls, I did this this way this year. So I, um, I'll, uh, probably move on to something next year. I don't know, but I love them. I love that. And I love the ladder in the front yard, uh, with the lights hanging from it that gives the effect that you're, you have a Christmas tree. And then I did make a star on top, um, out of chicken wire and wrapped it. Anyway, it makes me so happy to even like drive home and see those hanging out front. I don't know. They're funky. They're different. I like to just step outside of the straight, typical expected thing, you know, um, that I don't know, I guess, cause I live there. So I live there in my head. So it feels comfortable to do that. That was, that's one of my favorite, um, uh, a, a while back, I didn't recreate it this year, and I might still, but I started doing, uh, taking books from my um, library, my bookshelf. Uh, at first, I did any kind of colored spine, but um, the last handful of years, I took Christmas-ishy colors, red and green, and maybe a little bit of blue or black or white or whatever, and started on the bottom of the table in a bit of a circle. Um, That would be the base of your quote unquote Christmas tree. And then layering them coming in slightly 
um, in increments, depending on how many books you have. And it from afar looks like a Christmas tree. It's like a, it's a it's a Christmas tree of books. That's a repurposing that I really dig. And then I would take battery operated lights and sort of stick it in between the openings so that it looked like a lighted tree as well. Um, all that was definitely a fave. But this year, I love one of my repurposing that I did this year. I have had a thing, and I'm so surprised at myself, for Starbucks pumpkin spice. I, um, gosh, I just have been, and I'm not typically like that, like a pumpkin spicer, but I just have been sort of obsessed with it for the past couple of years. And there's a feature um, with Verizon where you can get um, a gift card, and many of you already probably know this, and your rewards. So I always make sure that gift card is designated to uh, pumpkin spice coffees, but not to say that I don't crack out the wallet for for, uh, them as well. But I, starting the season, saved the holiday um, coffee cups, um, the venti size, and I um, decided to add to a concept that I had for um, a wreath that had already been started where I took pages um, from old magazines, the covers that had sort of vibrant co- colors that I wanted to pop in the mix of the wreath and cut out leaf patterns. Some of them had um, the indented variegated sides. And I want to say they were about three to four inches long, each one, or they just have, I just hand do them by hand. If you're really worried that you can't figure that part out, it's the thing about it is, is that it's really, um, so forgiving because, um, of where the leaves end up going. So if you care to do this, let me walk you through it really quick. Cause it was so, so successful. Um, and I've gotten a lot of comments on it. You get a round styrofoam wreath, um, however large you want to start with, take into consideration that it's going to gain some width because of the placement of the leaves. And um, a, a flat one, probably, preferably, so it would hang flat against, I'm using it on my front door or on whatever wall it is that you choose um, to hang it on. And then going back to using a magazine as filler, unless you have plenty of coffee cups, which I had a few actually, um, you cut a leaf shape that's a little fatter at the bottom and it comes to a point or like you, I said, you can make indentations like, um, like the, the, um, edges of the leaves might have, um, a two point indentation on each side. Um, but I cut, a ton of those. And then I took toothpicks and I glued toothpicks onto the backs of them. Okay. And I let those dry. And then once they dried, I stuck those all heading in one direction. Um, often when leaves are, real leaves are used, foliage, foliage is used for um, a wreath they design it so that the branches and the leaves all move in the same direction, okay? So heading clockwise is the way that I did it to each their own. Um, I started sticking in randomly these 
leaves that were glued to toothpicks and creating a flow going in that general direction. And then I took the coffee cup. You'll notice on your coffee cup that there is the overlap on the seam of the coffee cup. There is the rollover at the edge. So you're not just drinking from a free edge. It's a little rollover that you'll notice. And um, I just cut through that rollover and I follow the length of that seam down to the bottom of the cup. Once you get to the bottom of the cup, you have the um, stiffer connection of the actual cup bottom that is attached to the rest of um, the cylinder portion of the cup. I then just turned my scissors and then I cut around the bottom of the end of the cup, removing it from that structure. Now I f stretch out the coffee cup and it's a, a piece of the Starbucks paper that's red and some green and, you know, a little a gift note notation where they write the details of what you want to order. Um, it's fanned out a little bit because at the top of the cup it's going to be wider by the time you get to the bottom but I just started on the bottoms I mean on the on the wider side and I began to cut leaves patterns out of that starting with the wider side which is actually the top of the cup if you're tracking me um allows the, the 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 bottom to be you have a little bit more room for the heavier wider part of the leaf so I just freehanded them um stretching out a little bit wide and coming to a point and then going to the other side and just sort of copying that in the opposite um view on the other side I l don't know how many leaves uh, I got out of each coffee cup um, it would depend on what, you know, size leaf you were shooting for. Um, but quite a few. So I want to say I used six coffee cups total. I took the coffee cups because they are a little sturdier than a magazine cover. I took them and I gave them a little bend color side out, bending them, not necessarily a crease, but bending them towards each other as if I were going to crease down the center. Um, and then I took um, wooden skewers instead of the toothpicks were just not as sturdy for the um, thickness of the the cardboard, if you will, or whatever that waxed paper is. I don't know, actually, probably not wax paper because that would melt when you put it in there. It doesn't matter. I digress. So I snapped the wooden skewers in half and then I glued them on the back side, the white side, the side that I had created kind of a arc in, in concave, if you're tracking me. Um, it helps when placing them on the styrofoam around if they bend towards the styrofoam a little bit where the color side is arced out if that makes sense I don't know I wish I was on video now for my podcast because I would show you um, but I'm not at this moment so I'm doing the best I can to tell you because I really want you to try and make this wreath if you want to and then I filled in with those heading all the way around and I put a little bit of jute twine on the back and I hung it on 
um, my door and it is just really striking and it was all repurposed. It didn't cost me anything for the wreath. And in most cases that Starbucks pumpkin spice was covered by a gift card from Verizon. Um, and actually not in most cases, but anyway, a couple and, uh, I have a beautiful wreath hanging on my front door the second repurposing of Starbucks material is also, I, I did add some bags to it too. Starbucks has a Christmas bag that has red, I believe it's white, and then like a turquoise greenish blue stripe across the front of the bag, which is different than their regular bag. It's a seasonal bag. And so I used some of that in the wreath as well. But a second repurposing of the Starbucks, this uh, Starbucks is at the is in the spotlight for my repurposing this year, um, is I think it kind of looks like an artichoke, and this is not my idea. I have seen this idea done in many different ways, so this is not anything that I came up with, and probably I didn't come up with a wreath either. I'm just, uh, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, so uh, I just happened to have the idea to use the Starbucks cups, but I um, have a one inch, two inch, and a three inch hole punch, and um a couple years ago, um, I'm not sure that you remember that I, I kind of do elf labor here at the house every year. And that is coming up this, uh, this next week where I invite my family over and I try to feed them well, but I have an ornament making party, but they are making the ornaments for me. And then I display them every year, which is in honor of their efforts, but they don't leave with my ornaments. That's where it's sort of slave elf labor. And, um, one year we did, uh, this particular artichoke-esque like ornament, meaning if you were to take an artichoke and hold it upside down and its leaves overlap one another until it comes all the way down to the point. So the interiorly, it would appear as though the leaves started in the center on the bottom and then they grew and grew around where they were laying over one another. So we did a, um, a ball of an ornament with some, uh, cutouts. And I think they varied between one inch and two inch hole punch again, using a recycled material of a magazine or, um, uh, particularly the, the, the stiffer, uh, covers, um, hold up the best and starting at the bottom. So making a ton of those circles, starting at the bottom of the ornament, the styrofoam ball, which will become the ornament, taking either hot glue or a quick drying craft glue, doing a little circle at the bottom and then taking the edge of each one inch hole punched paper and laying the edge 
all around one at a time, slightly overlapping each circle, left to right, right to left, whatever makes sense for you. Um, so you begin a bottom to the quote unquote ornament artichoke. Again, you're holding, if you're looking at the styrofoam, you're starting at the bottom of it and like the South Pole and you do a little circle of glue and with each one of those little discs of paper you lay the top edge of that around at touching the glue so now you have the beginnings of the bottom of the artichoke if you're likening it to that if that helps you visually and then you do another outer circle of glue close to the one that you just did and you lay those circles down on that glue overlapping the edge of it and also overlapping the one that you just did underneath with the idea and the visual of the artichoke being your guide and you continue that all the way around and all the way up to the top of the styrofoam ball so when you hold the styrofoam ball it will have kind of the shape of an artichoke perhaps not quite as pointed on the bottom depending on how tight you did those uh, overlappings on the bottom but it takes on this overlapped um, look and creates this beautiful ornament and you can keep it in a monochromatic kind of tone based on the papers that you choose or the, that you hole punch. Um, or you can mix it up um, and have it just be this pop of color. Then on the top, leave just the smallest little place to hot glue um and you know, sometimes it just depends. I've done it multiple ways. Sometimes I, I uh, take a um, stick pin and I create a knot in some butcher's twine or, or the jute twine like I mentioned. And then I stick the stick pin through the knot for security. And then I put a little dot of hot glue at the top and then I stick that in. So it has the security of the pin sticking into the styrofoam, but it also touches that hot glue as well. So it has a double strength. These are so light. I'm not terribly worried about it. But um, my idea is to use this week when I have a little free time, use what's left over of any Starbucks um, cups and bag to make a couple ornaments and then add those to my tree. So if I get a chance to take a picture, I will include it in this posting. But those are two really easy, somewhat time consuming, but not bad um, ways to make a really cool ornament. I know that I'm a little bit on the bohemian side of the scale in that I like things that um, have an earthiness to them, um, but last year in our ornament making party, I kind of ventured away from that and I provided a myriad of colors of sequins and the 
styrofoam balls and asked my family and guests to just create something beautiful out of those. And now that was tedious. That was time consuming. I think they were cussing me out by the end of that time. And a handful of people finished. There are some that aren't quite finished even yet this year. Um, So I'm going to take time to finish those up this year and get them hung on the tree because they're like my sister-in-law, Michelle, she just one of hers that she started that didn't get finished it was huge but I know that the that this could probably sell at Nordstrom's for like 30 or 40 dollars maybe more than that it's just stunning she um she did a a bird on a branch and then this really beautiful fuchsia in and around it it was it's it's just beautiful so I do have the sparkle sparkle in me too y'all but I just love the idea of um particularly when I have my family over because I, you know, I'm, it's elf labor, but it also is just a lovely time to sit around a table and to listen to Christmas music and eat some good food and sip on some, um, yummy hot chocolate or cider and visit. And I am all about, mm, taking things that someone else might discard and um, seeing potential in it. And actually, I don't know why that chokes me up a little bit, but I feel like it resonates with me because there is a part of um, me that longs for others to know their value beyond what might be known to um, the masses initially or to to cultivate that and at the beginning of this podcast I kind of poked a joke saying you know it's one thing to know your purpose it's another to know um to repurpose and actually I didn't even really even know what I was saying when I said that but there are sometimes we have to take a step back and look at ourselves and um I didn't know I was going to go here by the way y'all um that we take a look at ourselves with a new light. And maybe as we're approaching this holiday season and there's so many things on our checklist that we need to do and um, yet there's so much on in life that's on our shoulders and uh, things might feel a little overwhelming and looking into the new year, we it's not like we haven't had an interesting couple of two years <laughs> underneath our belt, but I guess for me, and I hope for you, I'm going to maybe take a lesson from this um, crafting project. Again, I didn't know I was going to go here. I sit down at the microphone really wanting to share, and I have an idea of what I want to share, but I do talk pretty freely off the top of my head, but I, and I, it came to me. And I call those God conversations where God was maybe trying to tell me something and I needed to um, listen in a different way. And I think that this might be one of those times where taking a good look at myself from a new perspective and looking at what I can bring to the table that might be a repurpose or a new purpose to extend what it is that I offer 
and to mine that and to not be so quick to discard myself in any particular area or period. And um, that would be a really great Christmas gift to myself. Do you think so? Is there something beneficial for you to take a step back or maybe a little bit of time just to look at yourself in a new light to um, refresh, um, renew, repurpose, if you will. I, I love doing this podcast because given that I know that there's somebody listening on the other end, um, I feel like I'm not in this alone in this meaning life and having an opportunity to share my thoughts with people is like the biggest honor that you would take time to listen and um, maybe also take some time and make those ornaments. I think ornament and wreath. I think that you'll have a ball, no pun intended. Thank you for spending time with me today. A little repurposing could be good for everybody. Like and share and hit the notification button. And is there one? I always hear people say that. And um, uh, I look forward to visiting with you on the Terry Summers podcast next week. Bye, y'all.